0: Welcome to Breaking Butterfly, the podcast for the girls who want more out of life. I'm your host, Maddie Maple, confidence and business coach, motivational speaker, and six-figure entrepreneur. I'm here to lead you into ultimate confidence, feminine leadership, and help you create the life of your dreams. So if you're ready for your next up level, let's go. Back to the Breaking Butterfly podcast, or if you are new here, a very special welcome. I am so grateful you guys are here, especially for today's episode because I have not one guest but two guests. I actually, yeah, this is definitely the first time on the Breaking Butterfly podcast that I have had a little, um in in the most innocent way possible, a little threesome here. So it's very fun. I'm very excited. Um you guys, I have Shayna and Dana from Day Luna. They are human design experts. Um and I'm just absolutely obsessed with their vibe. And I know that we're all obsessed with human design right now. We just had an episode like a couple episodes ago uh, a couple episodes ago about human design. Um, and we've just been like talking all about it in our community and our discord. Like we're just all so intrigued on this concept of human design. So I am like completely ecstatic to have two more amazing and beautiful experts to yeah share with us like a little bit deeper, really the power of human design and authenticity um, and yeah, I'm just so excited to have these guests. So um, I'll let them take over for a minute and just introduce themselves a little bit more, um, and and yeah, just share with us with with us who they are. So whoever wants to go first, you can just share a little bit about yourselves.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having us. We're super excited that Human Design has been popping into your realm and to your listeners' realm because it's definitely our absolute most favorite subject to talk about. And it is such an expansive topic, right? Because it really um, kind of speaks to all areas of our lives. So there's so much to dive into. Um, but I'm Dana and Shayna here as well. And we uh, created Day Luna a few years ago after discovering human design ourselves, um, just in kind of like our own spiritual practice, we kind of ran into human design. And once we started following our design, everything in our life started rapidly changing. And really quickly, we began teaching human design, giving human design readings. We have our own podcast and we also have physical products, ritual kits and booklets and things like that to help people connect with their design in a more physical level. And um, Shane and I are actually BFFs, besties, met in college. We've been friends forever, like over a decade now. And you know, we really went on this really cool journey together that we never expected happening. You know, We both graduated college. Went out into the world, kind of got jobs in a field that we thought was going to make a lot of money. We kind of like followed the standard uh, rules that we felt like we were really spoon fed. Like this is what you do. You graduate college, you get a job, you work in this corporate environment, you are successful. And we felt like we both kind of followed that formula separately. And then when we turned 27 and moved into our Saturn return, which is a astrological transit that everyone experiences from around age 27 to 30, we both had this just complete like floor fell out beneath us breakdown of just feeling like I followed all of these rules. I did everything right why do I have this feeling like I don't even feel like I'm being myself? I'm exhausted. I hate my job. I have this feeling like something's missing, like I'm not truly living my purpose or living at my highest potential. And we both had the gift of experiencing this together kind of in the same timing. And from that space, it was really kind of like our dark night of the soul of like, I don't know what I'm going to do next, but I know I need to do something that is not what I'm currently doing. So we both really went on this explorative journey deeper into our own spiritual journeys, studying, you know, meditation and breath work and doing ceremonies together and getting really into astrology. And in that process, we discovered human design. So it's this really kind of like organic thing that came into our personal lives. And when we first looked up our human design charts, we discovered that we were the exact same type, which is a more rare type. So all of your listeners that have listened to that first human design podcast you did a few episodes ago know that there's five different energy types. And Shane and I are the same one. We're both projectors and we have the same profile. We're both two fours. So it really, really clicked into gear like why we've had such similar experiences why we've always really felt connected to each other and also why we both were living these these jobs that were just exhausting us and we felt completely burnt out and completely bitter so having this experience together and being able to really dive into our design and start you know experimenting with our design together we kind of had each other as like accountability partners and we were like okay we're gonna choose our design We're going to dive in, we're going to truly live it for one month, and we're just going to see what happens. And in that one month of diving into it and experimenting with living our design together and following our strategy and authority in that month, literally everything in our lives changed. It became so clear, like, we're quitting our jobs, we got invited to go work this retreat in Costa Rica, everyone around us, you know, we were just ferociously learning about human design as much as we could, like, any resources we could get our hands on. We were reading it together on the plane to Costa Rica. And we get to Costa Rica and go to this retreat and everyone there is asking us for human design readings and people were asking us, you know, to create a podcast so they could learn more about it. So that's kind of a bit of our story. It was really um, such a natural and organic journey of feeling really lost and feeling like a loss of purpose and just complete like living life in the darkness and then just kind of discovering this thing and, and being curious and playful about it and just kind of doing it for fun. And then being really beautifully surprised that this was actually the realm that our purpose really lived in.
2: Yeah. So we have such a passion here with helping other people discover who they are, what your purpose is, why you're here, how can you actually feel alignment right now in this moment? Um, And not it being something that's outside of you or that you're constantly trying to chase or achieve or consult experts or gurus or read books um, on, but instead in this moment right now, how can you feel what's true for you and what your purpose is and what drives you and use that to guide each step that you take towards living your purpose and having a life that feels like you versus a life that feels like you just on the weekends or just at night in the evening or just when you're alone and you're not being of service to others. Um, It really, we're just so passionate about it because we've been there. We felt that. And we now have been to this other side of the spectrum of really experiencing liberation and standing in your own power, standing in your own authority, and really just freaking doing it in a day-to-day basis. So it's been quite a journey, but um, so incredibly rewarding and liberating.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I've i interviewed so many people now and I think everybody has like obviously the passion, right? You can't do what we do without the passion, but I don't know why right now I'm just like feeling it extra from you guys. Like I can just feel truly like what it has done for your guys' life and it's so inspiring and i want to hear more about like what that actually looked like for you right like you said like okay we were feeling unfulfilled we were feeling like something's missing and then we found human design and now we're on a plane to costa rica and we have our purpose and everyone's asking us about it like what did it actually look like for you you know if somebody's at the beginning of their journey looking up their human design they don't know their purpose they're feeling unfulfilled what is that transition or, or maybe what does that, what did that epiphany actually really feel like for you guys? And yeah, yeah, just, just a little bit deeper into that. I'm like, so curious.
2: Yeah. So because everybody is so unique, there's definitely not a one size, um, answer to this, but I love this question because it's, yeah. it's the real shit, right? It's like, what is the actually practical, applicable, things that you did to really find alignment. And, you know, depending on your human design, what we would recommend doing is if you don't know your human design chart, look that up just to start and look at your type strategy and authority, just those three things alone are enough to change your life. And we would recommend, you know, um, Listen to our podcast or anything that you can find online about your type, strategy, and authority, um, or even read books on what that really means. Um, And with that information, it's going to give you some tools of a daily practice that you can implement. So for us, when we discovered, okay, we're both projectors. And we actually have different authorities, different ways that we make decisions, but discovering, okay, for Dana making decisions, she needs time to feel out her emotions and get to neutral and then really feel if this is going to make her happy or not. And for me, I need to talk this out and hear what it is that I want to do by hearing my own voice talk about it and not really editing myself, but just letting myself talk to friends and family and bounce things off of them to hear what it is that I want to do right? So knowing that and then having my daily practice and we kind of through this, um, honed our daily practice. And it's a big part of what we share on our podcast and our um, videos, but really understanding, okay, I'm going to choose a set amount of time, two weeks, one month to lean into my daily practice. So for us as projectors, it's going to be different for every single person, but for us that really looked like, within working our, our jobs at the time that were nine to five jobs, setting a timer and getting really clear, like, okay, what are the things in my work right now that feel exhausting to me and draining to me and feel like Mm -hmm. work? And what are the things that feel fascinating and interesting? And I feel like I can see in a different way than my other coworkers or than my boss even. Um, And from there, then setting that timer and saying, okay, I'm only going to do those exhausting things for two to three hours today. And it seems like when you hear, you know, I'm not sure if um, on your past podcast, they talked about projectors only being designed to work two to three hours of hard output a day. When you hear that, it seems like, well, that's impossible. I work eight hours a day. Sometimes I work 12 hours a day and that's just not realistic. It's not real life, right? Right. But when you say, okay, today, not tomorrow, not this whole week, not this whole month, but today, can I set a timer and just do those hard, exhausting things for that time? And then with the rest of my day, can I do more of the fascinating, interesting, go talk with coworkers, maybe do some emails, maybe brainstorm some things that are really interesting to me or just spend this time reading? Um, Can I do that with the rest of my day and see if anyone notices? See if anyone calls me out for it or anything just today. And in that process, you start to prove it to yourself like no one cares. <laughs> like No one notices. You're still getting just as much done. Projectors are really efficient. So we started with that, the timer, yeah, seeing if anyone noticed, and then really leaning into our authority. So for me, that looked like talking out loud every single morning and every single evening and talking to the universe, talking to myself, talking to my friends and family, and just being radically honest of like, I feel stuck. I feel like this is just not my life. I feel like I don't know where I'm going, but I'm ready to freaking be there already. Um, saying all of that real stuff out loud and hearing what's coming out of me. And then once again, next day set the timer. Um, and then I started noticing my magnetism increasing and invitations coming in of, oh, you're learning human design? Like, what is that? Or, oh, you've been meditating and talking out loud? Like, do you have your, any favorite apps that you would recommend? Just little things like that. Mm. And that it started to make subtle shifts to where I was receiving invitations for things that were exciting to me versus receiving invitations within my work of more tasks and more things that drain me. So that's what starts shifting. And over time, maybe it's a month, you can see this radical difference in your energy. And then you have kind of like this foundation to jump Mm -hmm. off of if you're wanting to leave that job. And sometimes you are, sometimes you're not, but only you're going to know that by using your strategy and authority. So that's really specific examples of my personal experience with it, but it is an experiment. And I would recommend start with like set that amount of time, but then just start with today. Like, okay, today only, if I can do this little practice, let me just see what happens.
0: Yeah. I love that. That's what I wanted. I wanted like the <laughs> specific example, right? Not the blanket statement, like the specific example of what that looked like in your life. So I freaking yeah. love that. Um, and one like really interesting question is coming up to me, like while you guys are speaking. And I feel like it's kind of a little bit like I don't know, like a little bit of like an off-track question. Yeah. But I'm I'm sitting here thinking like, do you think that you can work a corporate job and still live within your human design? Because I feel sure. like some of these – Yeah, some of the human designs, they are very, very specific with like only do what you love. Okay, mm-hmm. you can only work for – or you really only should work for two to three hours or, or this and that. And I feel like a lot of jobs – I feel like a lot of people right now are feeling so trapped by corporate Mm -hmm. and as much as we all want to, you know, as entrepreneurs, we're kind of biased and we're like, yes, everybody hop on the entrepreneur train, but it's not always realistic. And how do we help the women that are listening right now that are in a job where it it doesn't feel like a lot of freedom? It doesn't feel like they can live by their human design. Um, How can you find okay, this is kind of, a, I'm making the question really broad now, but how can you live by your human design? And also how can you find your purpose still mm-hmm. in a corporate job like that?
1: Yeah, no, I love that question because one of the big things with for us with human design is when you first hear about it, depending on who is the person translating it to you, when you first hear about it, sometimes it can feel really limiting or confining. Like, okay, I'm a projector so I can only work two to three hours a day, so I can never have a nine to five. And that is absolutely untrue, right? Anyone can do anything, period. Um, it's just that the way in which you do it, the subtle energetics are going to be different. And when once you switch those energetics, um, it could be a completely on an internal plane. You've now created a way to do the same 9 to 5 job in a way that is so much more sustainable and aligned for you. So that's really what human design is about. It's about making things more easy, having more harmony in the way that you're doing something, um, doing these subtle energetic shifts so that something is more sustainable for you. So with this example of a 9 to 5 job, we know tons of projectors that work a 9 to 5 job, but they actually are really mindful of not overworking themselves on those tasks that are draining. So they actually still do this two to three hours kind of thing where they really limit those things that are going to expend that energy and burn them out. And they delegate those tasks or they pace them out over a week, and they create space internally in their mindset for knowing once I'm done with this thing, the rest of the time I need to be really gentle. I need to be really easy. I need to be focused on things that are actually enlivening my mind instead of draining my mind. So in that way, once you make those shifts and really give yourself permission to do that, that nine to five job can actually be super sustainable for you if you're really into it. And the same thing goes with any type. So then another type that is traditionally, we would say in human design, not a good fit for a corporate job would be a manifester. So manifestors are people that they need a lot of independence. They need complete and total freedom when it comes to when they work and how much they work. And so it's really important that their job has some flexibility and freedom. They could still be working a nine to five job as long as they are really in control of what projects they work on, when they work on them. So if they were having to like kind of punch into a clock and you know do it on someone else's schedule, that wouldn't really be a fit for them. But they then have the opportunity to say, okay, how can I have this conversation with my job, my boss, my coworkers, people around me to say, I've noticed that I really have more energy to work on things when I get to choose my projects. Is there space for that? And we all have this feeling when we first wanna make a transition, we have these limiting beliefs that we really need to uncover. And I am constantly, even at this stage in my life, constantly uncovering new limiting beliefs that I've been holding. And I thought that I had none. I thought I've uncovered them all. I thought I worked through them all. And then I get to a new level where I'm like, wow, I actually had this story that it's not possible for me to, for example, travel and still do podcasting, or it's not really possible for me to continue my career and start a family and have kids. And so I'm uncovering at this new level of my life, these beliefs that I am actually the one holding I am actually the one that's telling myself it's not possible. But in my perspective, I'm like blaming it on everyone else. I'm blaming it on the way the world works or the way my partnership is with my business partner or whatever. So I think that it takes a lot of bravery to actually give yourself permission to be who you are and to know that there's nothing wrong with you. And to once you give yourself that permission, it starts to kind of open up this field of how can you shift things exactly where you're at right now and get really creative. Creative to make things work for you instead of you working for that job or you working for that relationship in your life.
0: Totally. And I mean, you just, something that's sticking out to me so much about what you just said is like, what about just asking your boss? Like, is there space for this? I think a big part of like giving ourselves permission is simply just asking. It doesn't have to even be this big moment of like, I'm giving myself permission. It's just like, why don't you just ask like if that's a possibility Um, and I think that it's so rare that we do that. I, I remember um, I had a client on a client call, just like a few weeks ago and she was like stressing out about something and worrying about something. And I was like, well, did you ask her, like, did you like this person that she was working with? I'm like, did you just ask her like what she thinks? And she was like, it was just such a funny moment. She was like, no, And I was like, wouldn't that solve all of your problems? And she was like, yes. And it's interesting how, yeah, simply like coming into our power and coming into our human design and and living by that can sometimes just be the simplest of questions of just like, is there any way that I can be a little more flexible with this or with that? Because we just get so afraid to ask and just assume, well, this is just the way that things are. Yeah. Um, Which is interesting. Yeah. And it's so funny because
2: you know, human design does simplify everything right. down. Um, but a lot of times we don't know what question to even ask, right? It's like yeah. I don't know what I want. I don't know what I love. I don't know what would be the next step or like what I should even be asking for. And for anyone that's listening that feels that, I would recommend like start just with your own awareness of what your body is telling you. So that would look like, you know, if you're a generator, a manifesting generator at work, starting to really tune into when your body, not your mind, but your body feels exhausted or energized Mm. and pulled towards, like you're already jumping in to answer that email, or you feel like you're dragging through the mud to answer that email. Um, Really checking in and just taking note, that awareness alone of, oh, this task that I'm doing right now my body's not into, and I'm going to do it anyways because I have to, or because I should, or whatever your reasonings are. But having that awareness alone of I'm doing something my body's not into is increasing your magnetism. Mm -hmm. So that whole thing of do what you love, right? A lot of times, like, I don't know what I love. So just having awareness of your body alone, it's going to make it crystal clear to say, oh, I love this part of my job. I don't love that part of my job. And then you know what to ask then you know what needs to shift or even just yourself saying, okay, I'm going to lean into doing more of this and less of that and see if anyone notices. And a lot of times they don't because your energy is so energetic and enlivened and so much more into your work environment that people are noticing that and they're like, wow, you're on fire. They're not even noticing that you're not doing those things that you that you don't love. So I would recommend starting there for all the man gens and generators listening.
0: Mm. That's so interesting that you say that actually cuz we're all afraid of being noticed, right? We're like we're like trying to fit in. But what I hear you saying is like the more that you stand out in the sense of like you're being more of yourself, the less you're going to stand out because people are just going to be like, "Oh, she's fucking killing it." Exactly. exactly.
1: And And it's it's such a catch-22. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) And everybody else is thinking the same way as you. Like, oh, I don't want to like stand out or be dropping the ball. Like they're focused on themselves. And so they're not paying attention to to that Mm. as opposed to when you're killing it and you're juiced up by something. That's what people are going to notice. So, Mm. of course, every job is different. But having awareness, anybody can apply. Anybody can check in with that. And a lot of times for generators and man gens, when they feel that tiredness towards something, our conditioning, our mind jumps in and says, Oh, I just need coffee. Like, let me go refill my mug. And really, that's your body saying, like, I'm not into this thing. I'm not into whatever. So take cues from your own body, like Dana was saying, not from your boss or the conditioning of the collective, what you should do. And that's just how the world works and all of these things. It's like Be your own boss. Yeah, you might have a boss. You might be working for someone else, but you are your own boss of your own body and your own awareness of what your body is telling you. And just choose right now in this moment to check in and listen to what your body is telling you.
0: Totally. I think it's so interesting kind of the whole conversation around um, like energy in general, like as in like, you know, feeling tired or not tired because – I think it really is less about like sleep and all of the things and more about like what you're actually doing. Right. Because I, I remember times in my life where I was sleeping, like my girls know this, I listen to the podcast. Like I was sleeping like 16 hours a day, like may- maybe more. I was just like sleeping it away. And I thought that wow. it was like genetic. I thought it was like a health thing that I was like so tired, but really I wasn't lit up by what I was doing. <laughs> and then once I like fell in love with what I was doing and I think even unconsciously following my design a little bit more. Right. I was like yeah. so, so energized. Um, yeah. So I, I just love that you bring up the conversation about like really listening to, to your body, because I feel like it just tells so much about yeah. what, like when you're in alignment, it feels healthy. Like you feel right. healthier. Yes. Um, even this past like year, maybe, like, year and a half-ish, I was, like, a little bit out of alignment, and I felt very anxious. Not – maybe not necessarily, like, sick or tired, but, like, just very, like, anxious and off, and I couldn't figure out what it was, and then as soon as I got into alignment and kind of made this big life transition, it was, like, okay, now my body is perfectly fine. Like, I'm yeah. – like, yeah, it's just – it shares – so much with us. so
1: Yes. On And, you know, human design is really the study of energy. It's showing us actually what a huge part of our existence is because of our energy, other people's energy, the interplay of energy. You know, we're so taught to see the world in this very physical way. We're so taught to see our body as this only physical, organic matter, right? And we have all of these parts of our body that do different things. And we're not seeing the energy that animates. Every single part of these bodies. So, even things like digestion, right? Digestion is related to alignment. Things like sleep, things like those energy levels, all of that stuff is so intrinsically connected to the energy that we feel, to the energy that we're sharing with others. You know, our environment in- impacts us so much more than we know. So, starting to have this awareness and really like, Tuning into these subtlety, subtleties that we feel and being able to trust ourselves—that's a huge thing. You know, we're so kind of conditioned in this very subconscious way to feel like our—we can't trust our body. Our body is just this like dumb meat sack, and that if something's wrong with our body, like you know, it's just our dumb body. But our bodies are so intelligent, right? They are the most wise, underutilized teacher in our entire lives. Our bodies are connected to higher planes of knowing. Our bodies are absolutely. Connected connected to our cosmic and multifaceted multi-universal expansive nature our bodies know our bodies know our purpose our bodies know who's right for us who we love our bodies know what we want to eat and the more that we can learn how to trust our body the better. And your human design chart is actually kind of like a blueprint or a tool kind of telling you exactly how you specifically can tune into that. But for all of us, it's really just helping us come back to what feels natural. So what you were saying of like, without even knowing it, just naturally, you are starting to kind of be more in alignment and really doing what felt good to you, what was lighting you up. And that's really the thing about human design is it's telling us, this is what's natural for you. And you don't actually need human design at all to be able to just listen to your body and trust yourself and really surrender to your body's wisdom. But having human design um, really helps us train our mind, this like monkey mind that's constantly doubting ourselves and questioning ourselves and comparing ourselves to other people. Human design is this tool that can kind of teach your mind to quiet down and to get in the backseat so that our bodies and our soul can really be at the driver's seat of our life.
0: Oh, my God. I love that so much. See, this is like a whole nother level of human design. Yeah. Just like eating up. Okay. You said something at the beginning of what you're just sharing. You said our bodies know our purpose. No question. Just take it away. Share more. Tell me more. What, <laughs> is that, what does that even mean? Because everyone's looking for their purpose right now. Everyone is looking for their purpose. What does it mean that your body... Yeah.
1: I yeah. I love this question. So purpose is a huge, huge part of human design. And even though we've you know, only shared so far or on your podcast, you've only shared so far about the aura types, the energy types, um, everyone's chart gets much, much more specific and detailed into exactly what your purpose is. And for all of us, we have a completely unique life purpose. There is no one else on the planet that has the exact same purpose as you. And your human design chart can really spell it out. So with your cross of incarnation and also with your channels and gates, these are the places that we would look at in your human design chart to really specifically spell out, these are the inherent qualities that you're here to be and to do. And all of those things coming together make up your life purpose. Um, So it's kind of like this complex blueprint that is showing you. So you can use your human design chart to actually look at what those things are or you can listen to your body and follow your strategy and authority and really trust your body's wisdom. And when you do that, when you really let your body lead you, your soul is actually able to guide you through your body towards that path. And in human design, we, sh- we say that we have this thing called a magnetic monopole that resides in our physical heart space. In human design, we call this energy center, the G center. So it's located in our, our sternum. We have this magnetic portal that connects our human self to our soul, to our higher self, to all cosmic life force energy. So we have this portal that exists inside of our body, inside of our heart. And when we're trusting our body, not our mind, our body just kind of naturally aligns us to this place where we're not resisting this magnet that is trying to pull us towards our life purpose. So think about how a magnet works, right? It just works. It just happens. It's not trying. It's not looking. It's not seeking. It's just magnetically drawn to what is right for it, to what's in alignment with that purpose. So the more that we Get out of our own way and stop fighting where that magnet in our heart is trying to pull us life just happens for us like we find ourselves Within our purpose, without even really trying. So, I think that that's such a beautiful thing to really know and trust because I feel like your purpose can almost be this like enormous pressure, like finding your soulmate or finding your twin flame, or you know, you kind of like get in your head about it. Like, I have this one purpose. Am I ever going to find it? Like, how do I create it? How do I make sure that I'm doing it? And it's not something that you need to try to do, it's not something that you need to figure out, it's something that you are you are your purpose. And the more that you let let your body kind of just settle into guiding you in this natural flow, that magnetic monopole really does its work and, and pulls you, right? We all can think of that feeling of like, my heart is so drawn, drawn, pulled, magnetically attracted to this place or this person or this thing. And I don't know why, and I can't explain it. So the more that we can kind of like sit in meditation and connect with this fact and try to feel that portal that exists in our heart space, that's always magnetically pulling us towards our purpose, the more it's just easy and fun to go into the unknown and to navigate life's twists and turns instead of feeling like that pressure to create your purpose or try to seek it or find it.
0: Yeah, that's the word that keeps coming up for me. What you just said, pressure. It's Mm -hmm. almost like I don't know. Do you guys feel like human design for you just like took off the pressure? Absolutely.
1: Yes, and a lot of people say this. Like the main word that you feel is like permission and validation. Um. So with permission, it's like. I secretly wanted to do this thing, but I felt like maybe it was lazy or I felt like maybe it was wrong. And you know, for me as a projector, that's a big conditioning that projectors can have is like, I only want to work in this like lighter way. I don't want to work all of these hours, but I feel this mm-hmm. pressure that I have to to prove my worth. And then human design comes in and says, like, put that pressure down. Do what you always wanted to do. Do what you always were drawn to do. It always felt right. And also with this validation, it's like, you already are your purpose. You already have every gift that you need to really fulfill the purpose that you have and to really share your medicine. So we all are kind of like looking for this thing outside of us, this place where we can belong, where we can feel like we are really being of service, where we can feel like we've really found success. And the truth is, you already are doing it. You already are it. And that validation, is it really kind of takes that pressure off of like, okay, I don't need to try so hard. I don't need to try to fit myself into a box or observe what someone else was doing and then try as best I can to emulate exactly what they did because now you have this awareness that even if you copied this person verbatim, it still wouldn't work for you because you're a different person with a different design and a different life purpose.
2: Yeah. 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 And we have so much conditioning that says, you know, not everybody can be successful. Not everybody can live the life of their dreams. Um, and maybe that's just not meant for me. And maybe I'm supposed to play small or just do this. And everyone is designed for success and abundance and love and ecstasy and joy and pain and heartbreak and all of the things life brings, right? So when you can kind of just release that story of just Your life purpose, nothing in your human design chart is ever going to feel like, oh, I'm just supposed to be a mom, or I'm just supposed to work a nine to five, or I'm just supposed to whatever. Everything in your chart and your purpose is going to feel like, oh my gosh, I get to be a mom. I get to work in this business that feels so enlivening and exciting. And I'm really committing my energy towards building something that matters in the world. Um, so if anything's feeling like I just have to, you're not in the right place. You're not in, um, alignment and listening to your body. So if you're feeling that once again, tune in with your body. Really listen to what it's guiding you with the small things, all of the small things add up and whether you have a, you know, a human design reading, for example, where it really reflects back to you, the highest expression of your gifts and your purpose, that's really validating because it always will feel like, Oh my gosh, I get to, and it's kind of fast tracks things. But even without that, really taking those baby steps with each little thing in front of you will compound to then getting to this place where you're like, oh my gosh, it's so clear. And I get to just allow myself to be. I feel like for a lot of us um, in the younger generations, we've heard so much, you know, drilled into us of be yourself. And it's like, okay, well, I just get to be myself and life is great. Like, well, who the fuck am I? Like, what does being myself mean? And What does it mean in my relationship? What does it mean in my work life? What does it mean in all the things? Yeah. And it's like, okay, we really just loved, you know, and met with thousands of people now at this point who really human design changed their life because it's not just saying a blanket statement. It's not just saying be yourself and you're going to live your purpose. It's like, okay, but this is who you are. And when you hear it, it's just, wow, I get to. Mm -hmm be all this that I felt, but I didn't have languaging for. I didn't really know what these things that I felt mean and how I can really work with them.
0: Totally. It's, it's almost like stripping away this, like this false identity of perfection that society has created. And I'm, I'm seeing more and more, like I was telling Dana and Shayna before we started that like human design just keeps popping up. Like I was telling them, like my my assistant Ashley, she books all of my um interviews for me, which I just trust her so much because she obviously brings on the most incredible woman ever. But I she just booked me, someone with human design, and then human design again. And then I went on actually, you guys mentioned a Costa Rica retreat. I went on a Costa Rica retreat. One of the girls was all about human design. Like, guys, it just keeps like popping into my reality. It's almost like I can't escape it. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> I'm I'm understanding more and more in this moment right here why that is mm-hmm. and it's because a lot of my philosophies do truly align with what you guys are sharing like with purpose for example I always say that um like people that are so strung up about finding their purpose I always tell them your purpose is right in front of your face you just have too many doubts and expectations and things that you can't see it like it is right in front of your face you're trying to like search outside of you for what is it what is it what is it right and even as Dana kept saying like it's just who you are right it's just who you are and um yeah it's just interesting to hear your guys's spin and perspective on human design because I'm like of course this is why I'm just getting you know connection after connection to to human design because it's it is this stripping away of what you think that you should be. And that is like what I am all about personally. It's just like one of my biggest philosophies is like, um, accept who you are not and amplify who you are. Um, and I feel like that's really what what human design is. So,
1: Yes, I love that. That's so beautiful. Yeah, in human design, we talk about you have who you really are, right? And that's going to be who you see in your human design chart. And then you have your conditioning, who you're taught you should be. And it's all about understanding the difference between those two things and exactly what you said. Like, understand what your conditioning is. This is who you are not. Put it down. Let it go. Like, you don't have to be this thing that you were taught you should be from your parents or your teachers or the media, the world around you. And the more that you really can amplify who you are, exactly like like what you were saying by leaning into your gifts that other stuff that you're not just effortlessly just melt away and you really see yourself shining. And that's such an important story because I think for so many of us, we're so deeply identified with what we were taught to be from our parents or from the place that we grew up in. Like it's more rare to see someone who really has this awareness naturally. But when you do, that person is just the most like juicy, vibrant, like you just want to be around them because that authenticity is the sexiest, coolest, most beautiful, thing that you could ever be, right? I love, love, love meeting people who are who are just being who they are. I always say like, I literally don't care who you are. I don't care what you're into. I love you if you're just so yourself. And that's really what this is about. It's just this tool to really kind of train your brain to let go and really teach you like your body's intuition to kind of go on that journey of becoming, amplifying who you are and being really aware of who you're not.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to hear your guys' answer then. Of what is authenticity to you guys? Like I know we've been speaking about it a lot, but like what does that actually mean to be authentic? Like when you see somebody that is just like oozing with that energy where you're like you want to be around them. Mm-hmm. What does that what does that actually mean to you guys? Yeah,
1: yeah so that's a really big topic, right? Like a big question. I feel like that doesn't have like a simple answer. I'm I'm
0: queen of asking the most complicated. I love it.
1: (laughs) No, I love it because it's an exploration, right? Like answering that is really just an exploration of that. And I think for sure that authenticity is you know, someone who's being true to what they feel, like they're really being honest about what they're drawn to and what they're not drawn to and what feels good for them and natural for them and what doesn't. So someone who's really authentic, they're never going to be saying something that feels untrue or hollow. They're never going to be showing up somewhere that you can just tell they're hating where they're at because they're, they're real for them. They're true to themselves. So when they are somewhere... It's like they want to be here. They're meant to be here. When they're saying something, you know that it's real for them and true for them. And that's really, I feel like what we're all searching for in this life is like truth and that genuine alignment with really where you're meant to be, this more like karmic um, higher plane of, of, of living, right. A higher expression of living is, is being where you're truly meant to be. And for me, that's really like the core foundation of it is someone who is, um, honest about what they love, honest about what they have to share. And it's just so much truth. And there's so much that we can learn from people who are really, truly expressing their uniqueness and individuality in that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, wait, Shayna, before you answer that, yeah. I want to I add on to my question. I want to hear it. when is – like what moment for both of you have you felt the most authentic in your life? Mm. Like can you pinpoint a moment where – that was like a moment where you're like this is full fucking authenticity because I feel like that shares even more than just saying – yeah. Yeah, a blanket thing. I want to hear.
2: Gosh, okay. Well, there's just so many I'm, like, trying to think, rack my brain for memories. Um, maybe
0: <sighs> even, like, the first moment where you're like, okay, this is me. This is authentic, like, that true, mm-hmm. genuine feeling.
1: Well, I can say, like, right away, I this is a big thing for me, and I feel like only projectors will really maybe resonate. Maybe not. Um, but for me, the big place was – Saying no when I'm tired. And everyone else is going and doing this like fun, amazing thing. And I totally have FOMO, but it's like I'm tired and I'm I am not going to push myself to go just because everyone else is going. I'm going to stay at home and lay and relax and try to really channel that JOMO, like joy of missing out instead of FOMO. And I know that that's a very small, like kind of insignificantly seeming answer. But for me as a projector, it's huge. Because I, as a projector, am different than 80% of the population. And taking my power back by saying, like, I don't have energy to fit in with everyone else. And I'm allowing myself to be different. I'm allowing myself to live as this, like, non-energy being, which is what we call projectors in human design. For me, that was actually one of the biggest things. That I've been able to kind of shift myself and do, and once I am allowing myself to take those naps, it's like this trail that keeps adding to each other of like becoming more unique and more unique and more yourself. And for me, those naps are definitely moment. Like Shana, even when we were doing um, our Human Design reader training retreat in Costa Rica, which we just did in January, we had thirty five women come um, uh, share space with us in Costa Rica, Mm -hmm. and we trained them to become Human Design readers and. We did it Exactly as ourselves. And there's so many people that are like, I don't think you can really schedule in a time to take a nap when you're hosting a retreat. And it's like, well, we're going to because that's who we are. Or, you know, allowing ourselves to have like a dance party um, right after like a super deep and emotional and raw ceremony. And then immediately after that, having a dance party. And there's been times in my life where I felt like if I'm leading or facilitating, I have to seem professional or I have to seem serious or I have to seem a certain way. And now it's like, I can just be exactly who I am and allow myself to plan in that way and lead and show up. Or even, you know, our version of professionalism comes from just us really being sincere instead of serious. So that was still not that specific. But what do you <laughs> feel? What do you feel, Shayna?
2: Well, I mean, you touched on so much of what I was going to say, which is um, everything that you just said, but also um, not editing yourself. So I think that authenticity to me is really um, just not editing yourself with what you're going to say, how you're going to react, what you're going to do, how you think other people want you to be or or should perceive you or what's professional or what you like, what you dislike, all of that stuff. We edit ourselves so much more than we think and radical authenticity is um, so important in really living your purpose and being successful. And that might be that it's authentic for me to put on a business suit every day. And like, that just feels like who I am. Um, great. Amazing. It's that inauthenticity of, I just feel like I should say yes, or I should do this, or I should wear that or whatever. And for me, um, unediting myself really looks like... Um, yeah, not giving a fuck about what anyone thinks or anything. I mean, from what I wear, like half the time it's like, oh, I want to wear sweatpants and a sweatshirt on this interview that millions of people are gonna see, and like, but that's just my truth right now. Like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm sorry, it's not professional. That's just how I feel right now. That's and what
0: the world needs yeah.
2: exactly, and so it's knowing that. um, when you give yourself that permission and you own yourself, of like I belong here and I'm good enough in what I'm wearing or what I'm saying, then other people accept you when you accept yourself first. So that authenticity piece. I mean, if I could think of just one example, I would say, you know, um, showing up really vulnerably when it might be inconvenient has been something that, you know, going through loss and like grief and things like that. There's been times where I've been on a podcast interview or I've been on a, you know, meeting with someone and my truth is just that I'm sad or that what I'm navigating might be inconvenient, but I'm making it convenient by talking about it and sharing it and seeing that when I show up with that vulnerability, because it's just my truth, How people meet you where you're at and maybe it helps them realize something that they've been navigating or it just brings this level of intimacy that's real versus Mm. um, something that maybe wasn't needed or it's just echoing a same message, similar message that they've been talking about before. Like I always shock myself that when I release that editing tendency and I just say what's exactly in my heart or on my mind, how... It's exactly what was needed in that moment. And I don't need to micromanage the universe and divine timing and synchronicities. I just need to show up vulnerably and be myself and not edit myself. And literally that my authenticity is going to do the work for me. And it's going to always be lined up with the synchronicities that the universe is mm-hmm. figuring out like, I don't need to be the universe. I don't need to figure out all that shit. I just need to be myself. So yeah. I mean, authenticity is such a great word and this is such a great topic. I'm so excited that we get to talk about it on here. Um yeah. Radical authenticity. I think that's a big part of
0: I mean, all of our purpose. It just stood out immediately to me when I was like reading through your guys' media kit. Like it just – I can't remember exa- yeah, exactly what you guys said, but you're like, we stand for this and this and radical authenticity. And I was like, yes, because I mean, those are like, so my like four building blocks are like your beliefs, your trust, action, and then authenticity, right? That, that's what builds mm. up your confidence. And authenticity is, is one of the biggest ones for me. And I, I feel like that is what almost saved my life in in a lot of ways. Um, sorry guys, wait one sec. I'm going to, I'm going to put in my charger and I'm going to be authentic about it and I'm not going to cut this out and <laughs> this is just going to be in the episode and it's just something. And- love <laughs> it. Um, I totally, my computer's starting to die. I love there that. Is. Yeah. I um, mean,
2: yeah, I just wanted to add that authenticity. I mean, you're the only one who can know if you're being authentic or not most of the time. I mean, sometimes other people can tell if you're like being fake, right? But you being, you have to be honest with yourself first of like, that's not what I like, or that's not what I want, or that's not how I feel. And you allowing yourself to be authentic is so Mm -hmm. incredibly liberating. And no one's going to be able to tell you like you like this or you don't like this or you feel that way or you don't. You have to you have to say it and show it and be that leader with with what's authentic to you first. It has to start with you.
0: Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. But it's easier said than done sometimes. We yeah. Really sometimes authenticity takes a lot of discomfort. How Definitely. do you guys feel like? Yeah, what are your biggest tips or how do you feel you have been able to, um, I don't want to say cope with because cope with is, it almost has this like negative connotation to it. But I want to say like, how do you move through the discomfort that does come with being authentic or just becoming like a badass bitch entrepreneur? Like, are there any, I know we're kind of like getting to the hour here. So I want to hear maybe like, some of your guys' like favorite tips or Mm -hmm. concepts that have really helped you like, yeah, just get through some of the discomfort that comes with being super empowered and authentic and and powerful in general. Yeah.
1: I love that question because it's so important. I think that becoming the truest version of yourself, becoming your highest potential. This is the path of courage, right? Courage of the heart and really trust that word trust. That's one of your, your four pillars. Yes. That, that Those two things are really hand in hand, vulnerability and courage and showing up and all of these things. It's like these, these two sides. On one side is complete liberation and empowerment and just badassery. And on the other side is vulnerability, doing something that is going to make you stand out, doing something that is going to potentially attract attention to you, where you're going to be in the spotlight, where you're opening yourself up to be seen and opening yourself up to be criticized by others. And that is a huge topic that we all need to really talk about because I think that one of the biggest things that our human condition has kind of, um, one of our downfalls is that we are running away from discomfort as much as we can. Anything that feels uncomfortable, we will do anything to not feel it, right? We'll drink out alcohol will, you know, um, eat food. We'll do anything that we can to just shift our focus from sitting in that discomfort. The same thing with emotions. And this is a huge thing that we can all focus on, I think, to help this process is letting ourselves feel our emotions. So whatever emotions are coming up for you, really allowing yourself to completely accept, embrace them, and dive into them, even if they're on this lower end of the spectrum, let's say, for example, depression or anxiety, things like that. If we can just sit with that, and say, okay, I recognize what I'm feeling. It's an uncomfortable emotion. Let me just feel it. Let me sit with it. Let me be with it. Let me even maybe express it in some way. Maybe that's through music that matches that frequency. Maybe that's through journaling. Um, So embracing those emotions is the way that you really feel yourself have that empowerment of it kind of like writing it and letting it go and letting it um, help you evolve instead of stifling it down and getting stuck and feeling overwhelmed by that discomfort. So I think that that's actually an amazing place to start if you're wanting to practice that muscle of being able to sit with uncomfortable things so that you can really uh, become that highest version of yourself. Emotions is really an amazing place to start. I also want to say that With following your authority, so we've kind of briefly talked about this a little bit so far, but your authority is your unique decision-making process. There's eight different authorities, and every single person has one of the eight. Mm -hmm. Basically, it tells you the exact way that you can listen to your body's intuition and feel your body's truth. So for everyone, that's going to be a slightly different process. And what you're really looking for with each authority is this like, kind of leading question as we shared. Mine is, will this make me happy? Shayna's is, is this on my highest path or my mission path? And yours, Maddie, is do I want this? Like want it? And it's either hell yes or hell no. So having that question, um, if you have the answer to that question for me, will this make me happy? That's it. That's my only question. I, and so I'm going to do it if it's going to make me happy. Let's say I'm quitting my job. Let's say I'm moving to a new country. Let's say it's this huge, you know, taking on a huge amount of debt to start my own business. These huge life decisions that we can just go into this analysis paralysis kind of zone where we're over analyzing ourselves and we're so afraid of the discomfort of moving into the unknown that we really don't take action, right? So, in order to really surpass that, Um, listening to your authority, having clarity on that one answer for me, will this make me happy? And then it's just this trust fall of like, I don't need to know anything else. If I know that that is there, I know that this decision is aligned for me. And you really have this experience of um, kind of falling back, trust fall into your own arms, into your own intuition, into your own design. And that process, I think really gets rid of a lot of the fear of unknown, the fear of doing something big because you have this true, pure inner confidence of like, I know that this is right for me. I still don't know how it's going to turn out. I still don't know if I'm going to be successful or not. I don't need to know any of those things as long as I know my core truth and my core answer. So that type of inner confidence has been super helpful for me as far as doing big badass things that are scary and everyone around you tells you, I don't know if you can do that. And it's like, I don't know either, but I know it's going to make me happy. So I'm going for it.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, and
2: some tips I just want to throw in there for how to be more authentic um, would be mm-hmm. take responsibility for yourself, for your own energy. Um, a lot of times we have this kind of, uh, we have stories or a victim, like I'm a victim to my circumstances and yes, you can have circumstances, but you don't have to be a victim to them. And in this moment right now, how can I choose to raise my vibration? Cause there's something you can do, whether it's human design or meditation, or there's a million different things out there. How can I, in this moment, choose to be a little bit more authentic to my highest truth Um, raise my vibration in this moment and start noticing in my body when I feel like I wanted to say this, but I didn't, or I wanted to do this, but I didn't, or I felt trapped in my body in some way or stuck in my situation or limited and feel what that feels like in your body. And in that moment, choose to feel it and recognize it. And it's not about necessarily shifting anything in that moment. It's about letting that moment be authentic without running from it, avoiding it, surrendering to this is your truth always and forever, but really authenticity is, um, truth and honesty and awareness and letting other people in to see and connect and hear from you in that place. So that's Mm -hmm. what I would recommend as a small little step in today without learning all of human design where you could start.
0: Yeah, I love that. Well, how did you know at the end of every episode, I always have my guests share like a baby step, like a very (laughs) baby step. Um, Like I always say, like something that my audience could do within like 24 hours, right? Just to move a little bit because sometimes we're thrown with all this information and we don't know what to do with it. So we do just need that little step. Um, So yeah, very aligned. Perfect.
2: Amazing. Yeah, that would be the step. Also, another step just really quick would be in this moment, like when you're done with this podcast, to just like close your eyes, take a moment and breathe and just feel your body. Is your body feeling tight at all anywhere? Are you feeling anxious? Are you feeling tired? Are you feeling happy? Like how is your body feeling? Not your mind racing, but right now in this moment, what is your body feeling and mm. can you listen? And if you can't, can you just take notes? Um that's what I would recommend doing today after this this podcast.
0: Yeah. That that for me is like the perfect baby step. I love that. I mean, how many times do we just close our eyes and just like feel into ourselves? Yeah. Like some yeah, sometimes not often. So, I love that. Um okay, to wrap things up a little bit. Well, okay, so I have two questions that I'll always ask. I have like a signature question and then obviously I want to give you guys space to just kind of share about your guys's work um, but is there anything else that we haven't shared that you're really feeling like hey we need to like hit this topic before we hop off
1: well I, I know that you talked about in the beginning uh, people asking questions about having a defined center or an undefined center in their chart Um, Like where they're taking energy in or out. I just wanted to share a quick tip because human design is a little bit complex, but this is a really easy thing that you can look at if you want to know a little bit more about your energy. So if you're looking at your chart, you have all of these different centers that are squares and triangles, shapes like that. If you have a center that's white, this is an area in your body, an energy portal that you're taking in energy from people around you. So you're very empathetic and sensitive in that center. If you have a center that's colored, doesn't matter what color, if it's colored in, this is a place where you're putting energy out, where you are really truly here to be a way shower. So everyone can look at their chart and see, okay, I have nine centers and I have, you know, in your chart, Maddie, you have five that are undefined. So that is a lot of empathy. You are taking in the world on a really deep level. You are really feeling people. Every space that you walk into, you are feeling You know more than not. You're feeling the energy around you. So having that awareness of how empathetic you are, how sensitive you are, and then what are the places where I'm really here to be a way shower That can be another really fun and playful and empowering way to kind of like take away with human design because a big part of this that we've been talking about so much is like being authentic, right? And being yourself. And a part of really knowing how to do that is knowing how much you're actually picking up from the world around you. How much are you actually feeling from other people and holding in your own being? Because that can be something that really can be confusing if we don't have the awareness of it. We can really kind of like get blurred in our authenticity if we're not conscious of how much we are actually impacted by the people around us. So that's another thing that I wanted to say that we haven't kind of like quite touched on yet is that it's not just about who you are. It's also about the people around you and how they're impacting you and really having awareness of that. And that being something that aids in your ability to navigate life authentically.
0: Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, well, now you're opening a whole nother can of worms. (laughs) Okay.
1: I Good know it time. goes on forever. Literally, goes on forever. Human design even goes into the the right diet for you, so that your digestion and your physical body is functioning oh, properly. Wow. The right environment to live in, how your routines and day to day kind of schedule, like the best way that that energy can flow for your creativity. So there's so many layers. We're, we're truly just scratching the surface, but I love this conversation because we got to some of the most important, like core reasons of why we're all doing this work. And honestly, it doesn't matter what tool you're using. It doesn't matter if it's human design or astrology or a coaching method that someone created. The core things that we talked about today are the most important things. So I really feel so grateful to have shared this conversation with you. Um, And for all of the questions you asked us, Like honestly, I loved it. And I think that the stuff that we got to share today, I learned so much just from getting to sit in this conversation and and be here.
0: Mm Oh my God. Thank you so much. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. Like, I just feel so inspired right now. And again, I could talk for a million more hours, like you said, (laughs) buy it now. And then there's really like one thing I really wanted to talk to you guys about was like relationships, but I was feeling way more. I'm, I'm sacral authority. And so in my gut, I was like authenticity. Like we need to talk about authenticity, but I I would like to, you know, I'm obviously personally going to keep diving deeper into into all of these aspects. And I love that you just mentioned that Dana of like, yeah, it really doesn't matter what strategy you're using, but there's, Mm -hmm. there are just so many beautiful techniques to help Mm -hmm. us learn more about ourselves. And instead of pushing away and trying to fit in, just fully integrating who we are and um, yeah, it's so special. So I appreciate you bringing that up. Thank you so much, for remembering that I, that I brought that up. So yeah, yeah, I love it. Okay. So this is my question that I ask all of my guests, um, because I think it's such a powerful question. So if you at your lowest point in your life was listening in to the podcast right now, what would you say to her? You at your lowest, lowest point, what does she need to hear right now?
1: Wow. I love that question. Oh, go ahead, Jana. Do you know? Yeah. Um, I think that I would say
2: like you've got your own back, like you don't need other people or other, um, uh, authorities or other things outside of you to figure this out for you. Like you can, do it yourself. And I know that sounds so cliche, but I think when I was at my lowest, I felt like that feeling of like, no hope. Um, and I think when we think of hope, we think of something outside of us coming to save the day, um, or something coming to fix the problem. And I think that I would just tell her like, you have everything you need right now, right now, in this moment, not in a future moment that you're going to achieve and get to. But in this moment right now, you have everything that you need. Um, yeah.
0: Love. I mean, the answers to this question always feel a little bit cheesy and cliche, mm-hmm. but cheesy and cliche for a reason, because it's full of so much yeah. truth. So yeah, I love
1: that. Yeah, They hold those those big life lessons that we're all kind of coming to.
0: Um,
1: I would say for me, I I really feel that in that lowest moment, I needed to hear to stop dimming my light, to stop Mm -hmm. playing small and hiding who I really was. Um, I think at that point, I felt like there was no space in the world for my real light. And that, like, my real shine wasn't meant for this world in some way. And if I could tell her in this moment, myself in that moment, um, to just start shining and to just, you know, trust that the light that you are, the light that you have, is like not only meant for this world, but needed in this world and that you're actually robbing the world if you're dimming your light. Um, That was really the thing for me is like starting to just let myself shine for who I really am and believing that there is space for that. And that when you do that, that is actually the thing that creates success that creates authentic, uh, service for this world. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I felt like shining your light was kind of like frivolous in some way or not helpful in some way. And now I really know that being of service and shining your light are one and the same.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. I love that. Isn't it silly that we think not shining our light is, yeah, <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah. saying it now, it's like, how could I even have thought that way? But honestly, it's amazing to see, like, I feel like so much of my journey and my evolution has all been internal shifts of the way that I see the world. Like yeah. definitely things have changed on a physical spectrum in my life, but the biggest things is like the way that I was seeing the world or the limits that I had without even really knowing it. And when you look back on those times, you're able to really see how much you've grown and evolved. And that's truly something to celebrate because that's really why we're here I believe is that evolution that growth
0: mm-hmm. yeah I totally love that okay well I'd love to give you guys a minute or two to just like full shameless self-promo <laughs> I'm sure my girls are just gonna be like absolutely obsessed with you guys and um yeah I, th- I think we have all of your links that we'll put in the show notes, but just take a couple minutes and like share with us. How can we work with you? Where can we find you? Just all of the things that you guys are offering so that we can support you and your business and just learn from you further.
2: Yeah. Um, so a great place to start, um, with learning human design and just you utilizing human design to support your life right now is our podcast, the day Luna human design podcast. Um, and, if you're wanting to go further and fast track things, we also have video courses that will highlight specifically, um, your daily practice of how you can start applying these teachings specifically based on your design, um, to change your life right now and fast track a transition you're going through. Um, we also have channel videos that will talk about your specific gifts. So that's getting more into your life purpose. Um, And then, you know, it goes deeper from there where we have readings where you can meet with us um, one-on-one and really get the full understanding of the highest expression, lowest expression, inner and outer expressions of your chart. Um, And then... If you're really just lit up by human design, um, we also have our human design training that teaches you everything about human design. So you don't have to be a human design reader with this. I mean, you can apply it in literally every single thing because the amazing thing about human design is it's about human experience, human interaction. So you can apply this to your bakery. You can apply this to working with clients or your art studio, or just utilizing it in your friends and family, like really living authentically and helping them to do the same. So um, it was really important to us to create a course that teaches everything because if you look online and as you start to, it's impossible to find everything in one place. It doesn't take you years and years and years to learn. So, um, yeah. So there's that. We also have a book that's going to be coming out um, in next year that's going to really simplify Amazing. things and break things down. Um, so there's a lot of different things, but our website is daylunalife.com and there you can find everything. And, um, our Instagram is at dayluna. So that's kind of a run of everything that we have out there. (laughs) Honestly, there's, Oh, and we have our ritual kits. My God. Um, if you're wanting to connect in a physical way, which some people learn best with physical, tangible tools. So we have authority oils and ritual kits that are customized and personalized based off of your human design chart. And it provides you a booklet explaining your energy along with tools that specifically support your chart. So
0: kimonos mm-hmm.
2: and mala beads and um, uh, crystals, uh, you know, Palo Santo, so many different things in these kits that can best support your design.
0: Mm, amazing. That's absolutely incredible. And I'm I'm getting a little ding with the human design training. So we're, we're definitely going to connect after this because, yeah, I'm just – I'm fucking hooked. And, <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's so good to hear how many offerings that you guys have to support so many people. And so I appreciate you guys sharing that. Um, and, again, everybody listening, um, we will make sure that we we link everything in the show notes so it's easily accessible and you guys can connect with Dana and Shana and, and just – get more. So, um, yeah, I feel so grateful to have had you guys on the podcast. Thank you so, so, so much. Um, and yeah, I hope everyone listening has a beautiful week this week and we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Mm. Thanks so much for having us. Of course. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Breaking Butterfly Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would absolutely love if you left Breaking Butterfly a rating and a review. If you do leave a review to show my appreciation, please screenshot it and send it to Maddie at maddiemaple.com and we will send you over my complete collection of resources for your evolution. This is filled with PDFs and ebooks, all of my free master classes and a bunch of other resources to help you become your highest and most confident self also to help further along your journey don't forget to join our breaking butterfly community on discord the link is in the show notes and so is the breaking butterfly hotline phone number remember to call in ask your juiciest questions ask for advice and i will be supporting you guys on air on the breaking butterfly podcast thank you guys so much for being here with me week after week And I will catch up with you guys in the next episode. Bye.